welcome back. Today we're going to talk about um, fertility and um, Amanda, did you know that I've been taking care of women for 27 years? I did not know. <laughs> In fact, it's true. I mean, are you even 27? I'm 27. <laughs> but it's true. I was, I've been taking care of women since you were just a little twinkle in the stars but uh, truly fertility one of the markers of fertility is about flow we say in chinese medicine health is reflected in flow think about it all of the internal organs the heart has a, a very significant rhythm the lungs our appetite our digestion our elimination the way our blood moves everything health is reflected in flow. So in the body, when things stop moving, that's when we get into a problem. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Saraswati Robin. This is Nourishing Life, where health meets consciousness. Let's take a sip of tea. So, um, so again, fertility is reflected in flow, and I wanna focus on the abdomen today. I mean, it's a huge topic, so we'll be adding to this. This is our fertility series. We'll be adding to this over the next weeks and months. But today I wanna to talk about flow and I wanna talk about the lower belly where the reproductive organs reside. And it's a place where, I mean, I tell you, emotions get lodged and trapped in the tissues. And if any of you have PMS, or if any of you have menstrual pain, or if anyone of you can feel your ovul ovulation, or um, any of that, you know, that how much emotions are connected to the uterus. In fact, the word for uterus in Latin is hystero, like hysterical has a similar root. So there's, a, we've known for a long time, the connection between women, the emotions and the menstrual tides. So focusing on the abdomen is like super important. and. You know, in, in some of our other sessions together, we've talked about how um, the body gets braced, right? When we, we deal with stress, we clench our muscles. And think about it, the lower belly where that houses the whole reproductive system um, doesn't have any bones around it. And that one tells us that all the muscles can get really knotted up there. Um, there's many other things that happen also, which I'll touch on in a few minutes. But just to say, as opposed to the upper abdomen or the chest, though we have the rib cage, which is like, it's a cage, a rib cage around these really precious internal organs. Not to say that the uterus and is not precious, but they're protected by a cage, which means their actual, the way they move and the amount they move maybe isn't critical. But because the lower belly does not have any bony uh, encasement, it's, it's relying on the free flow of movement in order for it to function properly and to boost your fertility. Doing this abdominal massage, it has four simple steps, um, will really help to support that. Um, when I said how energy and other conditions where you can have blockage in the low belly, um, in, uh, in and around the uterus, the womb. One of the most notable conditions is endometriosis. So common, I probably, I would say at least 25% of my practice um, are patients with endometriosis. And when I said that 27 years, I, one of my very first patients had 
a condition of endometriosis that was so significant, I mean, this was in the early 90s, that she actually was, her pain was so severe. She was only in her late 20s, um, but her Western doc had recommended that she get a hysterectomy, and she hadn't even had children yet. Um, and I was fresh out of um, acupuncture college, and basically when you're fresh out of acupuncture college, you just know enough not to kill people. <laughs> you don't know anything. And so I was just looking in the books and reading, okay, menstrual pain, do these points. Menstrual pain, do these herbs. And, and she got better. It wasn't quick. And she was very diligent and actually, you know, hi, if you know who you are that I'm talking to, because <laughs> we're in touch still, which, you know, she sends me photos like, of, of her child playing basketball. He's old now. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, but endometriosis is a debilitating um, uh, uh, gynecological disorder where you actually have blood, sort of an inverse flow. It's, there's many layers to it, but the most simple understanding is where as the period should come down and out, endometriosis, the process is where we have like a, a, a reverse flow of blood um, and that's moving up and out the fallopian tubes, free falling into the ovarian, uh, the abdominal cavity. And so over time, each menstrual cycle, you get more and more and more. And that's, you know, menstrual blood's not just blood, it's endometrial blood. So that's going to grow. So each menstrual cycle, that is also growing from inside the abdominal cavity, and then it's bleeding. So you're not only bleeding out and down and out through the vaginal canal, but you're bleeding into the abdominal cavity. So you can see, and then it sets up a whole um, inflammatory response, and then there can be scar tissue and adhesion. So it can be very complicated. So maybe we'll have our own session on endometriosis, but just to say, Another condition where you can have a lot of stagnation of blood in the lower belly and the, around the uterus is with polycystic ovary. Super common, I mean, that's even more common. I would say as much as 30 to 40% of my practice are women with PCOS. And just to say um, about, just a note about that, that is in a large way um, involved with lifestyle factors meaning the way we interact with our life, the relationships we have with all of the elements that make our, our health, you know, diet and movement and the uh, um, stress level and, and so on. I mean, genetics does have a factor, have a role there with all these conditions. Um, and also blood sugar intolerance, that's a huge piece. And so PCOS is another massive topic we could spend a lot of time on. But those are for, by example, a couple conditions which many of you have that this massage, you, you must start it right away. Okay? <laughs> um, and um, for the rest of us that don't fall into those categories, stress really lodges in the muscles. And for any of those who are sporting a six pack, that's exactly what we don't want in um, when you're trying to get pregnant. We want like a minus six pack is whatever that is, you know. <laughs> we want the exact opposite, you know. Now, body mass index makes a difference. So, you know, I'm not saying that I want you to be fat because the fatter someone is or the too thin someone is, you need to be in the healthy body mass index to have optimal fertility too. Could be another topic. 
Um, anyway, those are some ways that we can see this show up in, in your life. So we ultimately, you know, we need to, fertility is a warm, open process where we just want to open ourselves. And when we can open our minds, right? Rather than having a gripped mind, frantic, trying to get everything done. And even more so when we open our heart. Actually, there's a, a saying, I don't know who is the origin of this, but um, if it's someone out there, let me know. But there's a, 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 a statement of fact that you can't have a closed heart and an open womb. And many of us are going around in this world heartbroken. You know, we're holding really deep suffering, maybe trauma. Um, that's one of the most common ways, early childhood trauma, where we actually, because our hearts, we don't have, trust has been broken, or uh, we haven't felt uncared for in a small or large way when you're a little child, that, that's a big deal. Um, or we're hurt, or are a very sensitive person, you know? I mean, there's so many different ways that the heart actually withdraws its energy up from the uterus and everything gets held in the heart. And that's actually seeds some of these issues that we actually talked about a few minutes ago, why someone might develop PCOS, why someone might develop endometriosis. Those may be some of the little rootlets that are involved, it's often not a mechanistic issue, but um, um, something that, that many different factors come together to kind of make the perfect storm for something like that. So just to say, fertility is a warm, open, flowing process, just like the menstrual cycle is a flowing process. For example, the, phase, the health of one phase leads to the health of the next phase, into the next phase, into the next phase. So it's a misnomer to think, oh, I've got some problem in the luteal phase. Now that may be true, that's the period, the time between ovulation and menstruation. Um, that may be true, but just remember, the time after ovulation, its health is determined by the health of ovulation. And ovulation's health is determined by what leads up to ovulation which is determined by how well the blood comes out, you know, so like that. So we really need to get kind of global with the way we're thinking about the how, how the menstrual cycle, our thought about the menstrual cycle, really it's a whole thing. And just to note, those of you who are beyond the reproductive years, like me, um, each phase of life is built on the one that comes before it. We say that women's phases roll out in cycles of seven. So the seven-year cycles are built on each other. So the health of one phase determines how the next phase rolls out. So it all has something to do with each other. So what your strengths and challenges are in your menstrual years will have feed and seed what happens in your perimenopausal years, whether that's strong or weak or challenged, which will then in turn seed and feed your postmenopausal years and healthy aging and like that. So you see how it all works together? So this massage is going to open up the flow of chi, which is your body's energy, blood, um, help to release muscle tension, open up nerve material, 
fluids, um, lymph. I mean, there's all, everything needs to move. And so what do you think? Should I show you? Do you want to see how to do it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Okay. Well, I have a mat set up right down here. Let me just take one more sip. These are my favorite blocks in the world. Um, you can use them for, I, I have them in my clinic and if they're not in my shop now, you can see them there. Um, but I love them to bolster up under me. I use them to put like when I'm sitting on the floor, kind of like, like this, or, you know, you can sit on them. I mean, I use them all the time in a million different ways and I love them. I could marry them. <laughs> But today I'm gonna to put them underneath my knees so that it softens the belly naturally. You can imagine if you're extended out, the belly is more hard. And then if you have your knees bent, you can get in a little deeper. So let's do that. And then I am going to show you my belly. I can't believe it, but I'm gonna. <laughs> and um, here we go, I'm gonna bring this up. So. I'm going to demonstrate this whole thing takes about 15 minutes, so I'm not going to do the whole thing. It's, it's made up of four s sections. Okay. So, um, how you start the first, the place that we start is on the first step is the six pointed star. And what that means is we're using six different landmarks on your, on your belly. The first one is the pubic bone, which is down here. So to find the pubic bone, you it's you know you feel the soft. Let me lower these a little bit more. You find the soft kind of belly, and it's going to be soft, soft, way low down, and then you get to a bone. Okay, so that's one landmark is here. Then the second landmark is the hip bone point. The second landmark, third landmark is this hip point. Then we go up to the where the ribs come together here. That's the fourth. And then the center of the rib, uh, the rib margin. So, you, so from side to side, and then come to the center point, and then the other rib margin. So that's the six-pointed star. So let me show you the stroke. So you walk your fingers down, soft, 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 until you get to the pubic bone. Okay, and then press in strong. I mean, this is not um, a light thing. Just really give a lot of pressure. Hold. Bring your hands together. And then you're gonna like fall off the cliff of that bone. And then it's like you wanna scoop up towards the point. Really, you'll find yourself naturally stopping. It's sort of where the abdominal muscle ties on. You can actually see it probably right here. You can see where that muscle ends. That's where you wanna come up to. And that happens to be one of the, the most, if not, I mean, one of the most important fertility points on the whole body. So we're gonna spend a lot of time there. The name is Ren Mai number four. Um, and you can look that up, Ren, R-E-N four, and learn more about it. But it directly goes right into the uterus and into the whole kidney system. So again, that stroke is from the pubic bone, fall off the bone and then scoop up to that midpoint. And then you're gonna repeat that three times, scoop up, and then the rest of your body wants to be relaxed. So just notice you don't have to tighten your jaw, your shoulders, or you know, to get it done. See if you can relax everything. And I'm actually relaxing my feet out here. Okay, so, and then scoop again. So that's three, three, three strokes. And then go either, either hip point, and then check it out. You're gonna fall off of that, so the hands are in the same position. 
you know, fall off of that bone and again to that same point and give it a lot, lot of pressure here. Two and then three and then the other hip point. Okay, you see how that is? Three strokes. And then you're gonna go and change the hand position here. So we were doing something like this. We're gonna change the position to something like this, right? And then we'll start where the, um, where the um, ribs come together here. And here, you actually have a kind of a cartilage uh, band that brings the two sides of the musculature of the abdomen together. Um, if you've had any problem with separation here, this should be avoided. Uh, and mostly it's people who have gone through pregnancy and had this these muscles open. So you know who you are. You'd skip the step or do something more soothing. But for the rest of you, you're gonna bring your fingers together right at that place where the ribs meet. And you're gonna zigzag your way all the way down to the navel. And then the navel is also an incredibly important um, fertility point. I mean, it, after all, it's the umbilical cord, right? <laughs> Just to say, it goes into your very core source energies. Okay, so we're gonna do three strokes like that, this little zigzag, all right? And then really spend a minute when you get back, you know, not a minute, but take a minute to like press in there. So those are three strokes. Then you're gonna to go to the rib point, fall off the ribs, again, go straight to that navel, and really home into that navel. Again, three strokes, and then the other rib point, okay? Fall off, and so you're, this is exactly how you'll do it. I usually do this on other people, <laughs> and they love it. I mean, they come in, and absolutely, they wanna just, they love it, love it, love it. A great place to do this massage is actually in the bathtub with some nice oils, like lavender oil, or um, even something like um, frankincense or myrrh are, are, are kind of stimulating oils that are, are really good um, essential oils. So that's the six-pointed star, okay? And for you and your practice, you'd do that whole cycle three times. So that would be 27 strokes actually on all together, okay? Um, so then we're going to go to the four, uh, four directions compass and the four directions are around the navel. So here you'll take your fingers into kind of a, bringing all your fingers together into, to kind of grip around your, um, thumb and you're going to just about one inch out in all the directions of the navel and you'll bring your fingers together and you're just going to take small circles here. And this is called a, um, a rubbing technique. Um, as, so we're actually pressing down, but we're not going across the tissue. Like this, the first one we did was called pushing and this is called rubbing. So we just one inch out from the navel and then spent about 30 to 60 seconds here and then go to the next point directly below the navel so the four directions all right and again spend 30 to 60 to 90 seconds and you can progressively go deeper and deeper and deeper okay and then to the other side 
And especially if you feel a little bit of resistance or something underneath the tissue, this will be really helpful to spend even a little more time there. And then directly above. Okay, so the double helix is the third step. And this is where we place our hands on the belly and we spiral our hands all the way out. So really opening the flow all the way out and then we spiral all the way in. And then we spiral out. We do that three times and spiral in. And then we spiral out. So I call this the double helix because I like all things helix related. Because <clears throat> that's the shape of our DNA, the molecular, and it's the shape of our solar system, our galaxy, right? So from the molecular to the cosmic, that's the helix. And the, the final part of this massage is the very silent, grounded, peaceful pyramid. So our fingertips are going to place, be placed touching the uh, pubic bone. And then we rest our thumbs in the navel and we just apply gentle pressure and ground. And we bring our, our third eye energy down into our heart, straight down through the stomach to home into the belly. And then we inhale through the belly and exhale. We're just really you know, closing our practice here with um, this centering grounding pyramid. The pyramid shape is one of the, the most grounded, uh, stable bases you can have, right? You know, um, think about a pyramid's base. It's not easy to tip over. So we're trying to bring that energetic of the pyramid and the mysteries of the pyramids that are populate this whole planet. How do we know? I mean, how, how did they do that? That's a, that's a whole nother topic I'm so interested <laughs> in, which is ancient civilizations and how they did that. That's a whole nother topic, but I love that topic and it's really meaningful to me in terms of like, who are we? Where did we come from? But this is this practice and this is how we close it. Almost about, you know, three minutes here is good. And again, you can place a little bit of oil here um, you can do this in the bathtub, like almond oil or coconut oil. But another great thing to do is a castor oil pack, which, I mean, I just want to show you all the ingredients of how to do, but a castor oil pack, after you've done this whole thing, you can put that on and just ah, go to sleep. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Sounds nice. <laughs> so, thank you so much for watching. Um, and... If you have any questions about this, leave me a comment. Come on over to nourishinglife.com. I'd love for you to join the Facebook community, Healing with Dr. Saraswati. There's actually a gift over there <laughs> saying about a, a, a full moon ritual. And um, yeah, I'll see you next time. Thanks.